Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we want to share about some of our recent adventures with you. Um, just a week or two ago, I'm not sure exactly when, based on when this is going to come out, but we got a chance to be part of the Long Island Pintwood Derby this year. Yes, the third annual. And... Yep. We sent Justin out to be a representative uh, reporter in the field for the Chinook um, Hops Single Hop Homebrew Competition that there was you go. Thank uh, you put on words by the Brewers Collective between the three Long Island Homebrew Clubs. Wow. All right. Yeah, that was a hell of a day. Yeah. So these were not the same day, but we're going to talk about both of them. They were a day apart. Yep. And um, while we're hanging out, just talking and letting you guys know what's going on, we are always making sure to have a couple beers on hand. And we are having the Brewers Collective Coffee Coffee uh, Porter, which is an outstanding beer. I love this beer. Yes. Um, It's a a really classic coffee porter. Has almost a cold brew flavor to it, and I love it. Yeah, I was a big fan. Uh, You know, once again, coffee and beer good. Coffee not in beer, shitty. Um, I love me. the artwork on it too. It really has. It, it's got the uh, the sketch that looks like uh, the Linda, Linda Richmond, yep. the Linda Richmond character. Who, guys, I've told you this before, man. Like this was my aunt. Like that's what she <laughs> looks like. Like honestly, if you just made her blonde, like that's what she looked like. The same kind of shirts, the big gold chain. Like that was my aunt. Like the shoulder pads. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we're also drinking uh, Jabruzzo from the, uh, Dubco. From Dubco, they're. Um, they're Imperial Stout aged in whiskey barrels, which is a, a mere 11% ABV. Yeah. So, pro tip, keep it out of your nose. Yes. <laughs> Mark, I, Mark expelled it uh, for some reason. <laughs> he was he was swallowing it, it went down the wrong pipe, and then it came out the wrong holes. Yeah, yeah it, it was not pleasant. The beer itself is fantastic. Just keep it out of your mucous membranes. <laughs> yeah, it, it stings a little. Yeah. Stings the nostrils. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So let's talk about the uh, the Pintwood Derby. Now, Mark and Justin, both of you guys submitted cars this year, right? If you want to call what I made a fucking car, yeah, sure. I spent some time. I made a block of wood. I put weight in it. And then it, uh, yeah, it was a piece of shit. You weight in it, right? Yeah, it was a piece, total piece of shit. If well, anybody saw our uh, our feed from that day on Instagram, I actually took a picture of my car and wrote, this car is a piece of shit because it was a piece of shit. Hey, how'd you feel about your car, Justin? Piece of shit. <laughs> okay. It did look pretty nice, though. It, it did, and I this is I've done it every single year, so this is my third attempt. And last year, the first year was kind of a shit show. I did it the very last minute. The second year, I spent a little more time, but it was still very last minute. And I did pretty well. I I don't remember exactly what I ran, but I was in the top ten in the end. I didn't make the finals. And then this year, with all of the knowledge that I've gained, I started a whole six hours earlier than the other two years. And this car was not as quite as bad as my first year, but was not even remotely close it yeah ran, it ran the, the t- average time it ran was about a two six eight and the winners were like two five to two four nine which for anybody who's not uh into pinewood derby cars like a tenth of a second in pinewood derby is like an hour oh yeah no i mean so i i ended up taking third place which Woo! yeah i mean i was fucking ecstatic that day and uh you know we're I my in- intention is to do even better next year because Shay must lose. Shay has won <laughs> for the past three years. 
she is must it, lose. Is it going to be Red Wedge 3.0? Yes. Yes. Um, Mark and I are working together. I, we were going to build building a track in my basement. And this isn't even a joke. I wish this was kidding. This is all for one thing. Are you really plan- plotting a track in your basement? Y- yes. Yes. I bought the wood today. I, we're bu- we're putting Christ. a track in the basement. We're going to get very serious about <laughs> we're, this. We're going to use the Red Wedge 2.0 as a pace car to determine when we have a car that is now faster than the Red Wedge 2.0, which means that it has the possibility of beating Shay's car. So I'm going to take up okay, 32 then. linear feet of my basement with a two-lane track that will be have an Arduino timer on it. You guys are fucking nuts. You yeah. really are. We're completely out of our minds because <laughs> I needed another hobby. You know, oh, I needed another one. So, but, you know, we have a whole year to take care of this. Well, again, I mean, this it's just the synergy of your other two hobbies, woodworking and beer. True. This is a solid point. I also am insanely competitive and I'm there the whole time doing the best thing I can or the best that I can to make sure that I am supportive of Mark and I don't. Just yell at him because he's killing me. <laughs> first fucking oh, this is this, his first attempt after the after the one last year. Your yeah, car last let, year was a disaster. My car last year was a piece of shit. I started it the night before, like it was bad. Like I probably got some glue on the axles and the wheels weren't running. I mean, it it, it finished all the heats last year. Like it didn't stop before the finish line. Right. There's always some cars that stop before the finish line. I it feel wasn't like that's that an effort. Bad. I feel like it's an effort if your car does that. Like you tried to make that happen. <laughs> I always question the people that put like the weird like standing up things on their car. Like, why are you just putting a sail on your car? Like- well, it, they're just doing it for fun, and that's the best part about about this is that there is there's two competitions. There's your standard Pinewood Derby car for those of us that want to get competitive about it and you know try to relive our childhoods and fill some sort of gaping hole that we have in our hearts. Well, it's because your dad stole like made the car and didn't let you do do it when you were a kid, so now you have to do it. I think that's the general general theme of the event. Yes, and I think I actually think that's exactly how it it, it started. Probably. But yeah, the um I didn't actually do this. I didn't start Boy Scouts until I was a full blown Boy Scout. I didn't do the whole Weeblow thing or any of that. So for me, this was fun. But they have another class called the Outlaw class, which, which can actually have like motors and stuff on it. This year, I don't think it can have motors, but uh, I thought it could. Well, last year it definitely could. I motioned to no. Make- there was no Outlaw class oh, last year. The first year, sorry, the, fir- the first year they did it, it definitely could because I remember people had to like tell the starter. How like what to do? Maybe that's why they didn't have that this year because it was a re- it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's probably why they like cut it entirely last year. I say we for next year, we also make an outlaw car, preferably one that includes jet propulsion or some kind of explosive. Yeah, just put a, just put a, like a rocket on the back. Just, even if it's just a couple bottle rockets, I don't care. So the out- just a little like four ounce CO two cylinder. <laughs> okay, that won't be unsafe at all. So the the outlaw class can be you know doesn't have to conform to anything. I think it's it just it ten just ounce to, limit, right? Yeah, something it's like that. It's a ten ounce limit. Yeah. Like there are certain like height and width. It has to fit on the track. Yeah, but um, I want to shout out to the uh, the Dumb and Dumber team. I don't remember their names, but they dressed up. Yeah, in, they dressed up in top hat, like it's fake. A top hat and like a t shirt, like tuxedo, tuxedo t shirts, orange and powder blue. Yeah, yep. and their car looked like the dog car. From Dumb and Dumber, it yeah, was that pretty was freaking a good cool. One. But that's the idea of why people put like you know the shit on top because they're just they're just having a good time while yeah, me and exactly. me and Mark are like we must win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, must win. Um, uh, I think we need to give a shout out also to uh, Jackie Brandy, yes, yes. our uh, our friend who made an awesome looking hearse. Yeah, she for the outlaw running. class. It was very, it was very cool, and I noticed a lot of people commenting on it and being like. 
They made a hearse. Who made a hearse? Oh, Jackie I, made a hearse. That's I, awesome. I saw it and immediately pointed it out, not even knowing it was Jackie's car. And then later when I saw her holding it and walking around with it, I'm like, is that your car? That's the fucking coolest car. It was quite impressive. Uh, it was a good one. Yeah, based upon the fact that uh, she made it completely with like hand tools. Wow. That's even more impressive. So we, we I have a couple of pictures. We'll certainly share those in the notes so you can take a look at that. But yeah, so I took third place. Justin and I are planning to uh win. So Shay, look out. We're coming for you next year. Absolutely. Um while we were there, Mark and I uh recorded a couple of interludes with um you know, with, with between him and I in between heats to talk about how we were feeling. It's mostly glee from him and doom and gloom from me. And at the very end, we uh, we talked to uh, Dan and um, what was the uh, Craig Dan and Greg right from Long Island, as well as uh, the MC from the event, to uh, discuss the event and just you know how it how it sort of started. We're going to uh, play that for you guys now, and then uh, we'll be back. All right, Justin. Here we are at the Pintwood Derby. I just had my first heat, and I came in first, so I'm pre- feeling pretty good. Yeah, it was a it was a good run, and right. I'm scared to death for my car. I'm pretty sure Mark is going to kick my ass. We'll see, we'll see. All right, Justin, what'd you come in fourth on your first heat? Not too well. How are you feeling? Uh, I am actually pretty pissed off. Anybody who knows me knows I'm insanely competitive, and as of this point, I know my car is absolute dog shit. So uh, yeah, I'm really happy. I made a pretty pretty looking car that doesn't do shit. All right, risky strategy. Let's see how it plays out for you. So, Justin, I've won two out of my three heats. I know you're not doing so well, but you're still with us, so I commend you for that. Yeah, I haven't uh, dove on... Dove on, Jesus Christ. You're the drunk one, right? Dived on anything that was uh, sharp, and I haven't stepped on my car or yelled fuck in front of children yet, so we're, we're good. Kevin, you're just an observer here, but any thoughts? Justin's car, well, not worth the amount of effort he put into it. Mars car, red wedge surprisingly fast. Last thought, next year, we need to have a boat with wheels that we can race. Red ones go faster, you know. I do know that. The wog is strong in this one. Congratulations, Mark. Thank you, sir. All right, Justin. I took third place overall. How do you feel? I'm si- I'm conflicted, to be honest. I'm a bad person, so I really want to win, and I don't want you to win. But I'm proud of you. It's pretty cool. And uh, we took a- all took a picture with the trophy, so it's kind of ambiguous who really won. Mark, Kevin, I- any thoughts? Mark, I'm proud of you. I'm happy that you won. I'm glad that the red one has proven to continuously go faster. But I think we need to make it more red for next year so it goes even faster. Yes, also we all have flames. And I feel like Kevin is just saying that because he did not have an actual car in the race. I did not, but next year... I'm going to be making sure that we have the Beer-Tastic Voyage vehicle in stock, in ready to go. No doubt. Absolutely. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, guys. Congratulations, Mark. All right. All right, listeners, we're here with Dan and Greg from Long Island. We've got Jackie Brandy from Long Island Craft Beer Week. And, Tim, where are you from? I... Mother's vagina. Hey, yo. This is not a video. That's, that's true. Hey, it's, it's just audio. audio. It's just audio. So, my number one question for you guys is, how did you come up with the idea to start this three years ago? It honestly wasn't our idea. Patrick and his brother uh, Fred are both Eagle Scouts, and uh, right after... They they're in good company, because I, I am too. Right after the um, Horse Rides right. Festival three years ago that we had here, uh, you know, we were drinking, and they said, hey, what if we did, like, a... Uh, 
a Pinewood Derby, you know, but for adults because the dads are who builds all those cars anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the, the ones that win at least. Off in the corner kicking their I said, and I, the moms. Yes, and the Shut moms, of mouth. course, the single moms too that do dual duty and any other, any other, any other salutations I have to give to single moms. And I said, that is the dumbest idea ever. What, what adults are going to come to a Pinewood Derby? I'm here. And here we are three years later. Three years later. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, another hundred cars racing. And, uh, you know, just a cool day, you know? Uh, definitely. And uh, looking forward to next year already. You know what? Figure out what, what improvements I can make. You, now you have a little experience. How did you run? Did you run good? I came in third. See? That's awesome. That's a great improvement from last year. Don't bring your kids. That's a 97 average, man. You're all right. It would be really helpful. It would be really helpful. You'll get out of full adult audience to work with. It would be really nice. You'll get out of high school with a top three, right? Sure. There you go. All right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hosting this. We're looking forward to next year. And cheers. Thanks for coming, man. Thank you guys for coming out. So as we've continued to plot against Shay. Shay for next year. Um, I also, we were going to talk about the Chinook single hop homebrew competition this year. Woo, I got it right this time. Good job, buddy. Hey, I, I learned my words. You get a star. Yes, finally. Um, and while we're going to talk about this, I think we need to pour out some of the Jabruzzo. Jabruzza. What? Jabruzza. Jabruzza. And this is an Imperial Stout. It's aged in whiskey barrels. It comes in at 11%. And... The boozy warmth from this one is really tasty. Yeah, as a winner from Dubco. Again, keep it away from your mucus membranes. Yeah. Was this the um did they do a second version of this one or is this like the or they did this a second year, right? This I think is this the first is the version? second annual release. Is of this it, the yeah. first version or the second version do we know? Huh. No, I believe this is like year two. This is year two the current year, year two's version. Yes. Right. So the twenty seventeen edition. Right. Yeah, I think the first one was like a green label, and this one is a. Uh, no, the green the green label Magenta. was uh, a different beer that you're. Yeah, thinking I think of. that's Andrew Doria. Oh, okay, well, this one is uh, has a nice magenta tune tone to it. Yes, it does. So, uh, sort of on that subject, right? Yes. Part of that same week, we also went to the off flavor tasting at Dubco. We did, and that was a um, interesting event. I didn't get a chance to join you guys for the first time through, so it was the first time for me doing it. And not going to lie, humbling. Yeah. Really humbling for me. I'm right there with you because I thought I had it and I didn't. And I was like, fuck you, Justin, even though I was wrong. (laughs) That was the best part. And the best part is when they announced the right one, he said, fuck me again. Because he (laughs) thought he was right and I was right. (laughs) I will say of the six, I right with six? Yeah. I got one right. And that was the skunk beer which is kind of like the most easy most. obvious oh, yeah. like full bronc, what does full heineken corona, taste like yeah. yeah um just the nose on that one immediately stands out to you but i i really thought i was going to do a little bit better on it but there were a few going back and forth between the base beer and the the samples like there were times that i'm like wait do I want to complain that this is an off flavor because this doesn't taste bad? And that was something that really kind of messed with me. Like it, we're calling it an off flavor, but sometimes it's desirable in beers for those flavors to be present. Yes. And so I, it kind, I of mean, blew, it kind of messed with my, my wiring there. So the, the first one that we attended, the uh, base beer that they used 
was a session IPA, and this time around it was uh, lager. It was their lager, and it yeah. was much harder to pick out. Uh, DMS for sure. The yeah, some of the aromas, some of the flavors mm-hmm. in the lager, as it was opposed to the session IPA, and it definitely made it more difficult for me. And uh, I mean, I know that uh, Chris and Brad mentioned that you know. They're probably going to keep having these every couple of months, and I definitely want to go back again just to try and, you know, hone my palate a bit, a little bit better, so that I can pick these things out. Yeah, yeah. For me, acetaldehyde or acetaldehyde or however however you say that, that one I like it because it's sour. <laughs> it's a green apple sour. Yeah, and I I like sours. Now, obviously, you don't want all of your beers to taste sour, especially when you're trying to make a clean beer. So it's hard for me to, to you know. I, I guess now that I think about it that way, I can pick it out a little bit better, but that was a tough one for me. Um, but I, I enjoyed the event, and it, it definitely will help, I mean, I think, anyone who drinks beer because a lot of these off flavors not only come from, like, the brewing process, but it, sometimes you're in a bar and they don't clean the lines. Yeah, it, it you can have off flavors that come from errors in the brewing process or errors in handling of the beer. Right, and if you're out at a bar and you're you know, you're paying good money for beer you expect you know you, you want to know that you're getting what you are paying for and you're not judging this beer saying i don't like this particular beer because of you know not the fault of the beer itself right because of how you know like you said the lines aren't clean or maybe the they left the keg sitting out in the sunlight and it you know just improper storage yeah, it right got too, it, the temperature changed on it too many times and things like that it's just there's so many ways that beer can go i'm gonna say go bad but just off. R- really it's, it's off. not be optimal is really what it is right. it's not be the best way that it can be or how the brewer envisioned it and right and i again justin like you kind of reiterated what i said like sometimes i taste it and i'm like this tastes better to me than the original <laughs> like home like than the than the base beer that we're trying um it's interesting i think i would like to do it a few more times but I feel like if I really wanted to learn it, it, I couldn't do it like every three months or every six months. Like I would actually have to like be doing that like every week, like every other week. And it's just not cost effective to do that. But like, I feel like I would have to have more frequent reps in order to actually get good at it. I'll say this though. So obviously Mark and I did it originally. When was that? That was like in April sometime, something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. So you know, let's say it was three months ago, roughly, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, this time around, my palate, I have not done it, anything like it again. Yeah. And I was at least five times better at it this time. Yeah. You definitely did better than I did, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, even not comparatively, just for me, like I was, I there were three of them, and you know, the way this one ran versus the last one is we tasted blind the first time. Um, before we started the actual class portion, and the class portion was actually run by Angela Berto from the LIBME, who's a grandmaster BJCP and a, um, I think an advanced Cicerone or just a Cicerone, one of the two. I, I think advanced, yeah. Yeah. So we tasted it blind, tried to pick them out, and then learned which ones it, it, that it were. And the way we did it last time, we it was a completely guided yeah. tasting. It was like, a, okay, yeah. we're moving on to this off flavor now, and these are the things that you should be picking up. Right. Yeah. So. It was interesting to, to, you know, the knowledge I gained from the last one, even though it was that long ago, really helped me. I was able to pick out three of them, like, right off the bat with no problem. And then two of them I was, I guessed, right on. And then the, the one I, you know, 
than the other. Well, no, one of them I guessed right on, and the other, the other two I didn't. So, <laughs> I know for me, I really would have liked to be there for the first one to have that guided tasting and and have someone go, "This is what this tastes like," and to almost maybe combine it to do to do it twice to say like, "Okay, here we go. We're gonna start the day and go through each flavor, and this is what each flavor is," and then say, "Okay, here's." the blind one go yeah and see how you do i would like to kind of combine the two i think that would be the most effective um but that's just me i yeah. mean I, I know everybody is learns things at a different pace but it was definitely hard for me to kind of differentiate what the different tastes were then go back and learn about them and then be like oh wait that's what that one like there's a memory lapse there that wasn't that I couldn't make the connection. I need to taste it. You tell me what this is, and then I can connect it right away. Yeah, anybody who was there the first time, I don't think you know, there's no way. If it was me, I would be in the same boat. But the next time you go, yeah, you, you'll definitely sort of be in our boat. But it was a great event. I, I really enjoyed it, and it I, 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 I certainly you know, recommend it. If exactly you like beer and you want to know that you're drinking beer at its best. Well, if we find out about it, we'll make sure to uh, post it on the social meds of uh, of our feed as well. Yeah, so now that, you know, I took us on that sidetrack, Justin, you were able to make it down to the Brewers Collective for the uh, homebrew off judging. Yeah, it was was interesting. Um, Obviously, we ever think any of our uh, dedicated listeners uh, know that we're not exactly hopheads. So this was a uh, basically a smash brewing competition. You know, it was a single. I'm sorry, not smash because it wasn't single malt. Sorry. It, It was basically a single. It's a single hop. Um, competition and it's the hop was supposed to be the star of everything so essentially brewers collective had a whole shit ton of schnook hops they needed to get used <laughs> so yeah. they gave it to the three different homebrew clubs like on, on long island cooler filled with them it was crazy yeah, it was nuts and said you know do your do your best you know give us something that's not standard for a schnook hop you know and we'll whoever wins this is going to get brewed at the brewers collective and Pretty it was dope. all yeah, it was. What's that? Pretty dope. Yes, and it was uh, judged by the Skeleton Army, which is the Mug Club for Brewers Collective. Keep an eye out next year for when that opens up because it's definitely worthwhile. Um, the overall, all the beers were great. I had each of the. There were sixteen or seventeen beers there, and uh, I tried all of them. They were little tiny pours. Justin was a good boy. <laughs> You mean no you falling over in bathroom stalls. Was it like the uh, Cascale Festival where no, you were a puddle? It was the opposite. I drove myself home and oh. I remembered the whole thing. <laughs> so, um, and I didn't tell the same story fourteen times to the same people. Oh, there so and we. So I just have to interject here. We also have to talk about your wife telling you that you're getting too old for this shit. Oh, which right. is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's great and all, but you know, Stephanie. He's, it's not on his Myrtle list yet. No, it is no. not. So, um, some of the, I don't remember all the beers. I do have a list of all of them that we're going to put in the show notes. But some of the standouts for me were um, a uh, there was a whiskey barrel aged um, uh, stout, I believe it was. There was an American stout that I think was brewed by Chris Kelly. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, that both of those were, were really great. There was a, a rye pale ale brewed with Schnook. That the the rye there was actually a lot of rye beers and the spiciness from the rye and the sort of spiciness from the chinook really went well together. Okay, they were see that those were pretty big standouts. And then I think there was a Belgian dark strong was wow. also quite good that I enjoyed. Interesting. Um, and the winner of the day was actually a saison, 
and that was right. amazing. It was a lemongrass uh, saison with Chinook. I think there was one other thing in there, but uh, it, it was uh, the best beer there to me. Um, pretty pretty much hands down. I, I really enjoyed it, and that they, he ended up winning um, a conical fermenter from uh, Brewer and Beyond. And, Fancy, uh, and yeah, and he's getting uh, brewed at the Brewers Collective. Now you have a uh, you have a video you have a you took video of the. Uh, final announcement, correct? Yes, it was uh, Jason from the Brewers Collective standing on a picnic table, and um, Chris Kelly was uh, in the th- in the three way tie for second place, and Jason was maybe three and a half inches taller than Chris Kelly while he was standing on a picnic table. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. pretty amazing. I'm going to uh, put the video up on, uh, on in the show notes if you want to see that. We also heckle a little bit and there's some banter in the background that's pretty amusing to me at least. All in good fun. Absolutely, it was a it was a, really a fantastic day. Um, there was also amongst the the uh, people there. It wasn't a public event. It was for the homebrew clubs and um, you know some people that got invited, like us. I mean, I'm tech- now I'm a member of uh, the beer club, so we uh, I helped to pour some beers. I got to be a part of the event too, so it was a lot of fun. The uh, Skeleton Army got tickets, and Brewers Collective got tickets, and that's how the voting was done. You could put one of your three tickets in a uh, in a basket. Oh, kind of like a Chinese auction kind of thing? Yes. All and right. the, like I said, all the winners will be in that video. All right. Um, I think a good way to kind of wrap up this, uh, this episode here, which has kind of been a, a hodgepodge collection of what's going on in the world of brewing, is just to make note of the fact that, um, I think we mentioned it, that the Claire Rose strike was going on yeah and that that has been resolved and so some of our local beers that are distributed by claire rose are back being distributed again well yeah i mean they never um, i don't I know greenport they, yeah. you know i just wanted to say yeah. like greenport two of two of our favorites are greenport and long island are part of that group so right as as much as we may hate you know big beer yeah ab ab invev we want our guys to make sure they're still able to get out to the to the stores yeah the uh Having uh, people back at work is always good. Agreed. And getting paid well. Cheers, everyone, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.